Hello, this is Matt speaking. Matt, Slim Jim calling. Hey, how you doing, Jim? I'm doing good, pal. How about you? Very good. You know, rockabilly music, it's been around for years and years, and my first introduction to it was through the Stray Cats, and you guys are responsible right. for it, for making it hip in the middle of the whole new wave era, you know, with all the colorful colors and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. What drew you to rockabilly music? Um, the original thing was... Um, Jewish, all, all the Straight Cats guys, kind of uh, around the same time, we were all the musician guys in our neighborhood, and we were looking, always looking for new, great stuff. And um, Rockabilly, to me, when I first heard it, I didn't know about it, which was kind of the main, uh, the you know, the first thing that attracted me, because it was completely new to us. You know about rock music, you, uh, most things that were going on, but it was something that I'd never heard before, and didn't know much about. Uh... So when we researched it a little bit, we found that it was good rock and, rock and roll music, and there was also a whole kind of subculture attached to it, which didn't exist so much in the States. We knew about it in England, like the Teddy Boy culture. And it just seemed like right built in, if you like this music, you have a certain look that you uh, are into and a certain uh, kind of style that goes along with everything. And the whole thing just grabbed us at once. And, and most importantly, it was rock music. It was rock and stuff that we were... Nobody else seemed to know about at the time. Yeah, you know, well, what was the, what was the scene? You're talking about the scene in the UK because I remember I would be in record stores and we'd come across Stray Cats records, but they were all imports. Right. And um, you know, so to us, it's like I always thought you were a, a British band. You know, right. Always name would come up, but like, what was the scene like for you know th- three Americans right in the thick of the whole UK rockabilly scene? Well, it, it, everyone really embraced us there, and we 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 were playing around New York for. I don't know, a year or so, when we went to England and became overnight sensations, kind of, we had played 200 gigs in on Long Island in New York City already. Uh, uh, and we kind of went over there for a summer to have a little bit of an adventure. All of us were very young. I think Lee was still 18. I had just turned 19, like a month before kind of thing. And uh, uh, we went over on a kind of like adventure thing. And we fell in very quickly with um, the uh, kind of cool guys of the day. Like our early gigs, people used to come out with Joe Strummer, Chrissy Hine, Lemmy, uh, um, who else used to come? Steve Jones, Glenn Matlock, uh, like the Pistols, Clash, yeah. Pretenders, damn, like all those kind of guys. We were like a little bit, like we were the very young guys at that point. They might have been 23 and we were 19, you know. <laughs> Back then it was a big difference, kind of, you know, like we were very young and just really going up and it was a uniquely different thing. It was genuinely a different and those guys, a lot of those English guys, even go back to you know the Beatles and the Stones and those, t- uh, you know, the Cream and all that. Those guys were very influenced by the original American rock and rollers. Now, what, were they? Did they kind of more so than the Americans were? Well, I mean, you guys kind of revered because of the fact that you were American. It's like, okay, these guys obviously from America. It's where this music came from. Right, and like doing it, doing it up, you know, properly. We 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 were also into the fashion, but we took it a little bit wilder. Like, we weren't square guys with, you know, uh, check shirts and, you know, crew cuts. We, it was wild looking. Yeah. Um, so we had embraced the, a part of the stuff that the British had added to it, a little, being a little bit wilder, but we're really playing American music correctly. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and, um, and so so they they really got it. And it was a, it was a great time because they really did embrace us, the fans as well. And this was just the, you know, the regular guys. Um, kind of loved us. I think they were looking for something like that. Things can happen a little bit more quickly there than here because it's so big in the States. It takes a long time. 
Uh-huh. Whereas in England, we were able to go, and then, uh, like, Europe usually looks to England. So before we knew it, we were going everywhere. And then it came, it came time to come back here, and it takes a little bit longer in the States. Got a fair, like, 
crack at it at a like level playing field that we were good. So we we used to tell everyone that we did, you know, that we yeah. deserved it. We knew we would do it. We used to tell each other that. Underneath, I don't know if anybody really believes that you're kind of happy when it happens. Mm-hmm. But um, but we did have a certain confidence. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what about the polecats? Now, who who came first? You guys or the polecats? Well, the. Uh, uh, I think there was a small scene going on in England before we got there. Those these guys had laid some groundwork, but I think it was a uh, you know they were playing for um, uh, like pub crowds and um, they were definitely aware. Guys like the Polecats are kind of what why why we thought it might be a good idea to go over to England that it was safe that there were people that kind of knew what you were doing a little bit in advance. And they had their own little scene going. It was small, and none of them had crossed over into any type of national scene or um, radio. But um, but I met them after I went. We didn't really know about it before. Mm-hmm. But there was an article in one of the Brit pop mags back then, like Enemy or Melody Maker or something, that had a had a little article and some pictures about this little scene that was going on in London. And and it turns out that a couple of the guys who were in that article turned out to be in the Polecats. But it was like Levi and the Rock Cats, and there was a whole little scene of it. And we thought, wow, these guys look so cool, and they're playing American music. There's some, maybe we could get some gigs over there as well. So it was definitely, you know, we knew about it. Yeah. Uh, well, how did the, well, let's bring it to the, to the current time. Uh, how, did the, how did the whammy come together? Because you guys have all, you know, individually have had your own careers and stuff like that. How did this come together? Well, Tim and I have been friends, <laughs> well, 20-something years since, since back in the day. Mm-hmm. And um, and then maybe ten years ago, or so, um, he and I had a band called Thirteen Cats that we made a record for and toured around, mainly around in L.A. and uh, a few parts of the country. But um, but he's my pal, and we were uh, uh, bros and all that, and very tight. And um, so uh, it became, you know, we've been hanging out a lot again, and we just said, well, maybe it's time time to do another. Uh, you know, another project. So, um, so we got in touch with Johnny Bowler, who's who's playing bass, who was in another one of those original UK bands called the Guanabats. He was part of that original scene too, and um, and everyone lives in LA, so it was kind of we uh, were able to, uh, you know, like I'm able to go over to Tim's house and write songs, and he can come to my house. We you know, record the garage, and it's 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 just we were kind of able to, and uh, and there was some interest in some people playing some shows. And we did a couple earlier in the year. One was opening for Wanda Jackson at a big festival, and she's an old pal of ours, original rock and roller, and that. So the response was so good that we decided, let's you know, let's see if there's some more shows around. So that's that's kind of where we're at now, and it's inspired us to write some songs and to get busy. So it's good. Yeah, what, what do you what do you think of, of today's scene? I mean, because especially like in Orange County, I mean, it's huge. I've been to the Hootenanny a few times, and I know you right. performed there. Well, what do you think about uh, just how big the scene is? Because you guys, I, I could just keep pointing to the Stray Cats. You guys are responsible for a lot of this happening. Yeah, I I I, I think we're 100 percent responsible. For it. I'd be happy to tell anybody that. You know, um, uh, I I think when I was young, I used to be a little bit more you know aw shucks about these things, but um. I think it's great, you know, when 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 we first started doing this in 1979 in New York, we were children, there wasn't really that scene. There was like, a, you know, the equivalent of like K-Earth 101, and they would play like, 
I got my thrill on Blueberry Hill, or you know what I mean, those kind of oldies. And we loved all that music, of course, but it wasn't like any edge to it so much. And there was some old car people, but no greasers or hot rod types, just old guys that had old cars that we always liked. And we were the only guys that looked like that uh-huh. in all of New York. And uh, and then we went to England and found a few more guys, guys like Tim and Bowler. And, um, but uh, I think that scene, Hootenanny World, I don't think it existed before 1979, particularly, you know, or before Bill Speed came out. I don't think it was around. Oh, yeah. No, no way. Um, <laughs> And there were some other people who played rockabilly music, and the Blasters are great guys and a great band. And um, uh, but that was West Coast. We didn't really know about it in any way. I kind of knew more what was going on in London because that's kind of where we went first. Um, it wasn't until a few years later I came to LA and I uh, like met the West Coast scene of that music. But um, but I think it's fantastic. That's all we ever really wanted was to. That was an original goal was to meet and find other people who are also into this and um, the fact that we helped create a scene for it I I think it's great that's something I'm genuinely uh, proud of later on now I can look back at it that we really kept American music and that style of American music alive for like you know another few years and gave it gave it time for some young people to get into it. What, what do you think of all the like the different strains of rockabilly I mean there's psychobilly and just all kinds of stuff well, that I always find a little bit silly, to be honest with you, because it, because you're just carving up like what's already a small piece of a pie. So uh, I don't think I'm a, too hypersensitive to like the different ones. I think it's all good, and I think that everyone, you know, sh- sh- should uh, go to each other's shows and support. I mean, the traditional rockabilly versus psychobilly versus neo rockabilly. To me, it's all kind of. I'm kind of just happy that everyone's doing it. Um, so, and I'm a little bit older than some of them and like uh, detached from it, you know, you know, the, the, you know, the, uh, day to day details of all that kind of stuff, um, doesn't have anything to do with me. I, I, I think it's all good. And I always encourage all the bands, go see all your friends play. Everyone buy the record. Now it's up to you to have a hit record. You know, I did my part. (laughs) I did my job for the team. So, uh, so now it's up for someone else to um, and I think that'll need the support of all the different strains of rockabilly yeah well Lee Rocker was just here and we have Brian's coming in December do you still keep in touch with those guys pretty often or all the time yeah I spoke to Lee maybe yesterday or the day before um Brian about a week or so, 10 days ago, um, where this hurricane just hit in New York, that's like our exact old neighborhood when we were kids. Oh. So um, so we um, all spoke and see whose family was uh, was affected, and actually Lee's back there now because his parents are still in the same house as when we were kids. Um, so um, yeah, yeah uh, uh, we stay in touch. Uh, well, are we ever going to see another Stray Cat show? Do you guys plan on any shows in the future? Well, I would like to, hopefully. I mean, if we're taking votes, then I'm, I'm up for it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm you a drummer. Know, i got to wait for everybody to call me, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now you know, you, you obviously you play rockabilly, but are you a country music fan? Do you go, you know, farther back into the you know country music stuff, too? Oh, sure. I, 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 I think it all comes from the same, the same place. Um, I think that maybe, like, the Grand Ole Opry country of the 50s and the 60s had more in common with rockabilly, you know, uh, I think maybe the country music now is more in common with maybe mainstream rock a little bit more, um, I don't know how much country it is, but, um, but, but I love all that stuff from the 
50s and the 60s. The fashion was a big influence on me, and, you know, I love it all, really. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you come into Bakersfield, so, you know, Buck Owens, Merle Haggard, you know, this is Buck Owens' home. You, you a fan of those guys, Buck Owens? I love all that stuff. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, always have been. And, uh, you know, it's funny, I'm just walking around in my house while I'm talking to keep the reception going. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and there's a picture of us. Stray cats with like kids with Merle Haggard's in the picture. It was that we must have done a gig somewhere and we're, we're all like piling around him. <laughs> the picture in like the corner of my house where I could stand on one leg and get reception. The things that I've always noticed that especially when the first time I went to the to the Hoot Nanny was that how much I noticed that Latinos love rockabilly. Mm. I mean, I, I I think it made me think of years ago when you guys did the um, uh, the rant and rave tour. It was I think, right. I had this poster of you guys, it was like a tour poster, and there was a big Tecate beer, Dos Equis beer right. logo on it, and I was like, I think they saw the future, the marketers, because Latinos <laughs> love rockabilly. <laughs> you know something, we like always talk about that, and I'm not sure what the connection, you know, maybe came from like lowrider from car culture in the first place, because, you know, Latin guys are always into their cars and um, hot rodding, so maybe rockabilly kind of crossed over into that, I think, um, uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's a fantastic part of the scene, I think. Yeah. Because you're getting, uh, um, you know, again, you, you want more people into it always. You know, yeah, we'll take those guys. Yeah, those Yeah, we'll take everybody. We're into having, you know, the more the merrier and into this great music. And it's just going to make sure it lasts one more generation. Yeah. And, and the last question is, uh, what kind of show are you guys going to be putting on? Well, it's going to be a good show. There's, um, we're uh, playing some Stray Cat songs, couple, three, and like couple, three Polecats ones. And some like well-known covers, some obscure covers, and um, also uh, we've like written a few new songs, and so it's kind of the debut part of the tour for, uh, for playing because we never really trotted these ones out before. It's the first leg of the tour, so we're gonna see which ones work last. Everyone's gonna get a chance to, you know, watch us see which songs work. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Right on. Well, th- well, thank you so much, Jim. I appreciate so you. So positively, come to the show, introduce yourself, and we'll uh, you know hang out a little bit. Most definitely. All right, you got man. it, pal. Okay, take nice care. Nice one, buddy. Thank bye you. Bye bye. Hey, man.
Take that sound. 